How are we doing? And welcome back to Cat Calls, the podcast that teaches you about how messed up the media is. Yeah, I need to find something better for that. You know, I gotta find a better way to say that. But that's what I'm here for. And I'm here to spread a lot of other things. Uh, Today I'm going to talk about, obviously, my experiences the last few weeks. Once again, I'm abroad in Italy. Um, Yeah, I'm actually sitting in my closet right now. Besides that. So today you'll hear about my last few weekends traveling. And boy, let me just show you. I am so excited because I have some fantastic trips coming up. Some warm ones, some island trips. I can't wait for those and I can't wait to share those. Uh, today we're also going to talk about something I like to call what altered my brain chemistry in Italy slash Europe food and drink edition. And finally, I'm going to go over how the media affects, excuse me, negatively affects what you eat. And I'm going to share this super, super interesting case study about an influencer who is promoting this raw vegan diet that made her sick and I think it's something that everyone deserves to hear about because it literally blew my mind and it scared me and it was another reason that proved how messed up the media is so yeah okay last weekend I was in San Gimignano I don't know if I said that correctly I'm sorry if I just totally butchered it it sounds like Sam Gimignano that's what it looks like um but I think it's supposed to be like San Gimignano San Gimignano. Anyway, super quaint, small, beautiful town in the Tuscany region in Italy. We just went there for a day trip. Me and a couple of my roommates decided to go. Not touristy at all. This town is like, someone said it was the medieval New York City, um, even though it's not really that big, but it's basically just a town up on the hill. It's all like stone and it's absolutely beautiful. Check out my Instagram if you want to see some photos. But yeah, definitely recommend San Gimignano. It was really nice step away from the city of Florence. I absolutely love Florence, but it was nice to go to like a smaller area that, you know, had some grass. It wasn't so crowded. We found this little park area and it had this insane view like looking over the rolling like fields of Tuscany and me and my friends just lie down in the grass and it was honestly unbelievable um also that weekend so we came back that night came back to Florence this was a really special story for me I know like it might sound kind of stupid sharing it but you know I'm gonna do it anyway so you know, we're walking down the street, walking by the Pono Vecchio casually because we live one bridge down from the Pono Vecchio. If you don't know what the Pono Vecchio is, it's a famous bridge in Florence, Italy. Anyway, there was a guy, a street performer, and he was playing Country Roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Okay, sorry. That's my fake I can't sing voice. Sometimes I do that because I actually do know how to sing, but that's my fake singing voice. So I don't have to always be that annoying bitch that can just like sing and belt out and sound good. Anyway, so we're watching this guy and there's a big crowd of people like all around him watching him because he was doing pretty good. He was he was really getting the crowd going. Everyone was loving it. And my roommate, my roommate Georgie, who I actually had on the podcast a couple weeks ago. She's a spiritual medium. You should totally go listen to it. It's really good. She decides 
to jump in and start dancing. There was a circle around this guy, so she was like, I'm just gonna start dancing. So she decides to grab this man. No, it wasn't just any man. It was like a 60-year-old, like, old Italian man. And they start dancing together. And it was just hysterical because everyone is just watching these two dance in the circle. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people start jumping in. They grab a partner or their partner and start dancing. And then this kid, this, I don't know who he was. He was like, he was some Italian kid, probably my age. He grabs my hand and he said in Italian, I think he was like, come on, like, let's go dance or something. And I was like, oh, all right. So I jumped in and we were all dancing. And it was just such like a special moment for me personally. Like, wow, like I'm just like dancing on the streets in Italy with an Italian and everyone just joined in dancing. And my roommate started that shit. And it was so special. So this past weekend, um, actually, I literally just got back today from Venice. I'm sure you all know what Venice is. It's the city that is on the water with all the canals and the gondolas and very mind-blowing and beautiful. I can't even express how beautiful it was, especially uh, the Venetian island of... Burano. Burano was quaint. It wasn't quite so touristy and it had all of these beautiful, colorful houses. I-, I can't believe people actually live there. Like you just walk out the front door and you got a little side street and then you got a little canal and then you hop on your boat and you just have fun. And it was so special. Um, the main part of Venice where it's like the most touristy was still very beautiful but like I said it was a little touristy sometimes I get a little like stressed out in those big crowds like it's kind of annoying like you're on like a famous bridge but you're packed like sardines because there's a million people there who are trying to see everything and take a photo and it's amazing like the city itself is amazing but certain parts of it are just a bit much with all the tourists and it kind of ruins it. I mean, I know I can't say much about tourists because I am one. And also, tourists are the people who keep those cities alive. They need tourists. But sometimes it's just a little stressful and there's so many people and you feel like you're going to get your stuff stolen because pickpocketing is a big thing. So yeah, if by any chance you listen to my podcast where I talked about Rome a little bit and how unbelievable and mind-blowing it was because how the fuck did they build these things? Yeah, I thought the same thing about Venice. So I guess Venice is pretty much built on top of wooden stakes that are drilled into the seafloor. And I'm kind of just like, how? How? Because Venice is another, you know, old old European city where you're like how was this built without the machinery that they have today it was just like weird like the water came like right up to a lot of like the doors and stuff and obviously like the bottom stories like people didn't live in because like it's just water and like they you build up and like you live above it kind of like hurts your brain a little bit if you think about it too much there's like so many people on the trip are just like This is all fake. This was built in the 80s. The pyramids were built in the 80s. The Colosseum was built in the 80s. There's no way that this stuff is authentic and real. And I mean, like, obviously, like, they're joking a little bit and it's like some crazy conspiracy theory. But seriously, it's unbelievable. And you should go visit Venice before it sinks or is completely flooded because Venice 
within the next 100 years might be gone. I mean, the ice caps are melting, the water is rising, and at some point, as much as I hate to say it, Venice will be underwater like the lost city of Atlantis. So the one negative thing I have to say about Venice, and I really don't want to say that I have negative things, but the people, the locals, very, very rude. Um, they hated tourists, which I get. I get it. Tourists are annoying. But at the same time, the tourists are what is keeping your city alive still. Um, same thing with Florence. Tourists are the only thing that's keeping Florence alive. Okay, so we're just like walking down the street with our, I don't know, we were like with a big group because this was a trip, like a group trip through the school, our program. And not all the trips we go on are like that, but this one was. So we're walking down a pretty crowded street. And then this Italian woman just comes barging through with their hand up in front of her and like, for no reason. It was so unnecessary. Like, hockey checks this kid in front of us. Like, just, like, hits his shoulder with her arm slash her elbow and knocks him out of the way. And then right behind her is my roommate, Georgie. And she does the same thing to her. And it was... She literally bodied her. And we all saw it. We were like, what the fuck? She was saying, like, excuse me. Like, get the fuck out of the way. Like, she was saying it in Italian. But it was so aggressive. I was like, for what? For fucking what? Like, there was literally a space that she could have, like, walked around them. But she was just so annoyed with the fact, like, we were tourists. Because, like, we were walking in a group. We had in our little headphone things with, like, our tour guide. So it was very obvious that we were tourists. And she was so annoyed about it. All right, so then, like, in a lot of these Italian cities, there's, like, these little vendors selling different things. Like, hats and, you know miscellaneous things to buy so we're standing at this little vending stand and I saw this hat it was like this furry hat that I thought was really cute and it was a winter hat because I'm going to Switzerland next weekend and I was like I'm gonna need a warm fuzzy hat and this is cute as fuck and it was 10 euros so I know it's like a tourist attraction place and it wasn't like an authentic like Italian store I don't want to hear it anyway so I'm trying it on and then Georgie next to me is, like, kind of just, like, being a goof like she is. Like, she's trying on this, like, fucking, like, Pikachu hat. And, like, the ears are moving. And, like, we're laughing, like, taking photos in the hats. Like, ha, ha, And then the guy is, like, no, like, leave. Like, leave. You're done. And he literally, like, pulled the hat off her head. And he was, like, go. Like, go now. The guy who was, like, working at the stand. And it was literally, like, he was being so rude. It was so annoying. Like, he clearly thought we were kind of just, like, standing there trying on the hats for fun and, like, taking pictures of them and then putting them away, which, like, Loki was what she was doing, but, which is fine. Like, we've all done that before. You try on a hat and maybe you're going to get it, maybe you're not. But I was literally going to buy the hat and then he, like, was so fucking rude and shoot us away. I was like, okay, fuck you. You're not going to get my business. So, yeah. That was annoying. And then, this was literally this morning. Oh my God. I, I was being harassed. So I had an issue with my shirt. Like whatever, one of the buttons on my shirt broke and it was really like low cut and B. So I was like, I need to go get a safety pin. So I go down, like right next to the um, our hotel we were staying in, there's a supermarket. So I walk outside to go to the supermarket and I'm out there and I realized it's not open. Like I went to go walk up to the door and I realized it's not open. And then all of a sudden this woman behind me starts like speaking Italian. Like I didn't know what she was saying because I don't speak Italian. So it's kind of like, oh, like, 
I'm sorry, like, I don't speak Italian, like, no parlar, Italiano, whatever. And I thought, like, kind of expected she was going to say, like, oh, like, the store's not open. Like, that's kind of what I thought she was saying, but she clearly wasn't. Because then all of a sudden she was, like, ugh, and then starts, like, ranting, like, almost yelling at me in Italian. And I was, like, okay, I'm just going to fucking go now. So, like, I kind of just, like, awkwardly walked away, and she's still going. And I walk into the hotel, into the lobby of our hotel. So then I'm asking the guys at the front desk. I'm like, hey, is there any chance you guys have a safety pin? First, they're like, pen, pen, you want a pen? And I was like, no. So then I, like, Google Translate it and look it up. And they're, like, so nice. They're like, oh, for sure, like, let us ask the housekeeping. Like, they probably have one that we can, like, bring down for you, whatever. So I'm just, like, standing there in the lobby. And the lobby is just, like, right against the street. Like, right on the street where I was standing where that woman was. And there's big glass windows, whatever. And this woman, like, comes up in the window, and I have no idea what she's saying. And she's, like, screaming at Italian. And I could tell she was, like, I was wearing a skirt. So, like, she was making, like, gestures and movements that kind of made me think, like, she was basically, like, just, like, calling me a whore and making out fun of my outfit. Because then she starts doing the thing where she, like, holds her hand and, like, rubs her vagina and, like, sticks her tongue out and then is, like, doing the V with her fingers and, like, sticking her tongue out. And you just knew, like, she was standing in the window, screaming through the window to the hotel, harassing me. And the guys at the, the two guys at the lobby were, like, just like ignore her like you're good blah 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 and I mean I had no idea what she was saying but I just knew something was wrong so that was a little bit scary so yeah from my experience in Venice they just the locals aren't a fan of tourists but that was only three people that I encountered so what do I know So now we're going to get to the part where I talk about the food and drinks that altered my brain chemistry about Italy. So this is like a little bit all over the place. Like I'm kind of just like noting random things that I've noticed, but it's pretty interesting. Um, First, let me remind y'all how much better the food here is in America. And I'm not just talking about like taste wise, because obviously the food here tastes better. It's so much fresher and everything. But health wise, so I have said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because, you know, everyone needs to hear it. Um, In America, our food is completely filled with chemicals and preservatives. And it, it just makes our food taste different. It's so bad for your body. I'm literally convinced that that's why everyone in America gets cancer and gets sick and why everyone's fat. And it's just because our food is all shit. And it's just not like that here. And you can tell by what I'm about to say, you're going to be like, okay, damn, this really shows the difference between the food. Um, but yeah, everything just tastes a little bit different. Like, not just the meals being super good, but, like, single foods, like milk, cheese, bread, veggies, etc. So, here's what I've gathered, okay? Dairy products, like milk, heavy cream, eggs, you know, certain cheeses, etc. They're not usually refrigerated in grocery stores. So, when I first saw that, I was like, what? So I have seen in the U.S., like, okay, if you get farm fresh eggs, like if you have chickens and they lay eggs, you don't have to refrigerate them. But the milk was in the in the heavy cream and stuff was what like really got to me because 
what would happen if you drink milk that wasn't refrigerated in the United States? Yeah, you'd get sick. So that just like really shows the difference in the preservatives they put in the dairy products in the milk. Okay, along with the dairy, the cream, like the, the heavy cream, it's not like liquidy. It gives like a yogurt consistency. And when, I don't know, like my roommate bought it to cook with. And we, when we first saw it, we were like, this is the weirdest shit ever. I mean, obviously, like, when you, like, cook it with your food, it all ends up, like, working the same and tasting the same, but it was just very weird to look at. Okay, so you know how I said certain things taste different? Tomatoes are one of them. They're very prominent, and I'm going to give you all a little history lesson. I didn't know this, and I learned this here, that the tomatoes taste so different in Italy because of Pompeii. I don't know if y'all know what Pompeii is. You've probably heard of the song. And the walls kept tumbling down in the city that we love. Okay, so Pompeii is a city in Italy, town in Italy, and there was a volcano. And a long time ago, the volcano erupted and it actually like basically like calcify people in the position they were in so if you were like walking your dog or like sleeping or like having sex or jacking off and the volcano like erupted it immediately like calcified people in those positions and the remains are crazy but anyway all of that ash got into the ground and the soil in Italy and it kind of just like changed it a little bit which is why the tomatoes taste so differently and that probably goes for other foods too other fruits and vegetables but I don't know why someone was saying it like directly affected the tomatoes or something okay so next the bread they serve at restaurants like that they just put at the table it tastes like air. Um, I will say, like, a lot of, like, the other bread here, like, the focaccia and all the good breads taste unreal. But this bread, it almost has, like, no flavor. And it's very light. Like, it's just very different. And something interesting we learned about it. So one of our first days here, our program, it's called API. They told us not to eat the bread and, like, dip it in oil when it's served to you. So, like, that's very normal in the United States. Like, you get your bread, you're dipping it in your shit, and, like, you eat it before your food comes. And here, they were like, they will tell that you are immediately American, you're not from Italy, you're totally a tourist, if you start doing that. Because bread here is supposed to be, like, paired. You're supposed to, like, eat it with a meal and, like, dip it in your sauce or whatever. You're supposed to eat it at the same time, not before. Um, I can't say that I am not guilty of eating it before. I definitely have. But that was just something that was really interesting to me. Um, also, something that is very normal in America is changing up your meal. Like, oh, can I instead of getting this, can I get this and hold the this and add this? Yeah. So you're not really supposed to do that here. It's rude and it's just not normal to ask for modifications in your meals because Italians make flavors very specific and they're paired very specifically. They don't want you to change it up and then they're obviously going to know you're also a tourist if you're asking for modifications. You know, I'm not really surprised by this, but I just think that's something people should know and also people kind of, other people I know were surprised about that. So you got to have an open palate. You can't be a picky eater when you come to not only Italy, but other foreign countries. 
stop trying to like modify the food just eat it the way it serves you coming from a server i get so annoyed when people order something on the menu and then give me 10 modifications i'm like dude just pick something on the menu or go get chicken nuggets chicken fingers and french fries that's just me being really annoying like obviously when people ask me for modifications i'm like oh of course but it's just it, it makes your job so much harder okay sorry for that little that little rant right there also everything here is astronomically cheaper um at restaurants and for the most part unless you're at a crazy expensive place or like a touristy restaurant everything is so much cheaper i mean you can get like a bottle of wine for the table and it'll be like eight dollars when i was in france i got a filet a filet of steak and it was $20, okay? Do you know how much a filet is at home? Like $50 plus. For example, today I got an amazing fish dish. It was a filet of sea bream, and it came with, you know, potatoes and some other goodies. And that was also only $20. I mean, you can get a pasta dish for like $13. You can get pizza for $10, $9. It's just like, it really just depends where you go. But yeah, so are the groceries. Like my grocery bill here is a major difference compared to what it is at home. Um, especially things like cheese, fruits, and vegetables are so cheap. Like a few cents, a few dollars, nothing like it is at home. Actually, the processed food here is more expensive, which is weird because it's exactly the opposite in the United States. In the United States, processed food is like the cheapest stuff you can buy, all the fake junk, and then the fruits and vegetables and cheeses and healthy and fresh things are so much more expensive. Like, let me know how that adds up. And I'm gonna explain later how I'm convinced that the United States wants us to be sick, so that's why our food is so unhealthy, but yeah, that has to be a part of it by them making the unhealthy food cheap as fuck and the healthy food expensive. Also, moving on with the cheap things, uh, paper towels and toilet paper are like $2, less than a few dollars. It's crazy. It ain't like that at home. Um, also learned that Italians do a very little grocery shopping at a time. They go multiple times a week, unlike how we do, how most people do in the United States, doing a large grocery shop at on like Sunday or Saturday. Um, I have kind of been doing that. I'm still sticking with my US ways, but sometimes I don't, sometimes I do. It really depends on what I'm cooking for the week. Let me apologize again, sorry guys. I know this part of the podcast is all over the place, but I, I'm just kind of like going off like the things I've noticed. I promise the end of this is gonna have a structured story that is informational. Okay, I'm almost done with this part. So you can eat so much more food here without feeling full. Like I thought, okay, like I'm gonna go to Italy, like I'm gonna have a hard time because I'm gonna keep on wanting to eat all this unhealthy food, like pizza, pasta, cheese, whatever. And it's just gonna get me fat. Yeah, well, I guess, I don't really know. I guess that's not the case. Like you can eat, um, which I have, like an entire block of cheese or a half a loaf of bread and an entire pizza, and you don't feel nasty after. Like, do you know what I'm saying? You know, like, at home in the U.S., when, like, you eat, you just eat a ton of food, and then you overate, and you have that, like, yucky feeling on the inside, and you're like, oh, why did I eat so much food? But, oh, it was so good. 
yeah, you can eat just as much food here, but you don't get that feeling. Once again, it's because our food is filled with processed and chemicals. That's what I believe. Um, but yeah, I have been eating more pasta and pizza than I ever ever have before I never eat this much pasta and pizza and I'm in the exact same shape as I was before I keep noticing I'm like damn like my body still looks toned as fuck like I'm still looking good and I also notice there's no fat people in Italy not that there's anything wrong with fat people but I've yet to see an overweight Italian person okay moving on this is my favorite. This was like the best thing that I found out when I got here. You can buy a bottle of wine, a full bottle of wine at the grocery store for like two or three dollars. It is so amazing and it's so cheap. Obviously like there are nicer and more expensive wines, but I'm kind of on a budget here. So the wine that is below five dollars is for me. If it's above $5, I don't want it. I just don't want it. I've also found that the wine here, especially the good wine, it literally tastes like grapes. It's like, it's like adult grape juice, which I get, well, that is what wine is, but it, it just tastes so much better. And like, you don't get headaches from it or like hangovers, but I can't say that the liquor really tastes any different here. It's pretty much the same. I mean, you can get a bottle of Absolute at the grocery store for like $12 that's a plus um also when you go out to like the clubs and you pay cover the cover charge almost always comes as your first drink so like you pay it they give you a ticket and that is your first drink now it would be amazing if it was like that at home now i don't know about like all the places in america but a lot of the bars in tuscaloosa charge ridiculous cover charges and that should come with a free drink. Like, it's just only fair. And when I get back, it's going to be a reverse culture shock, and I'm going to be really upset about it. Also, this is, like, one of my last things for this section. I'm sorry about how over the place it is, okay? You're going to be fine. Ice. Ice is just not a common thing here. Um, the Italians don't really use ice in their drinks unless you're getting like a mixed alcoholic drink. But like if you get water in restaurants, there's no ice. Ugh. Speaking of the water, I don't know if the Italians are always dehydrated, but like drinking tap water also isn't a thing here. So every time you go for go to a restaurant, they give you a bottle of water and obviously you have to pay for the water and it's like five bucks and it's like kind of annoying because I am a heavy, heavy, heavy water drinker. I suck that shit down. Even when I'm drinking alcohol, I am constantly drinking water. And you can't just get it for free anymore. I can't say that I haven't been drinking a tap water because I'm a tap water girly. I don't really care. Make fun of me. But yeah, no water, no ice. Those are my least favorite things about Italy is the no water and the no ice. Because uh, you can't find ice trees anywhere. And our ice trays that we have in the house are like these tiny little uh, tragic ice trays. And some of them are like little boats. One of them is like a woman's body. One of them, like we get a couple hearts, but it barely makes zero ice. And I'm an ice whore, or at least I was. So I have had to learn to deal without ice.
Okay, now to the part of the episode that's actually informational. How the media negatively affects what you eat. Okay, so we all see the amount of advertisement for fast food in the United States. Obviously, with that much advertisement, you're way more likely to consume it. Um, You see that Taco Bell has a new special, so you're much more inclined to try it. You're like, oh shit, I gotta go out and try that now. That looks lit. Um, This is especially for children watching TV because, you know, they don't really know what healthy and unhealthy food really is. So they see a McDonald's commercial and they want to eat it because it's a yummy chicken that they had before. So they have a desire and they keep asking and they keep wanting it. Okay. But what's odd is you don't see nearly as much advertising for healthy foods. The only place you really see that is from personal accounts on social media, which I'll get into after. But why is that? Why is that advertising on TV and what you mainly see in the internet and what pops up in your explore pages and whatnot, all advertising for fast food, food that is bad for you? You don't see advertisements on TV telling you to go and buy fruits and vegetables and teaching you how to make a healthy salad. No. Why is that? So this obviously isn't a fact, but this is my little conspiracy theory that I didn't come up with. Um, I'm sure a lot of people also believe this, but I'm convinced that the government wants people to get fat and sick because the medical industry is what makes the most money in the United States. So with the promotion of fast food, which is going to make people unhealthy and overweight, which leads them to need more medicine and need to spend money in the medical industry. So yeah, that's what I believe because no other country is like that. No other country has food like we do. I just think there's some shady shit behind all of this. Now, I could be wrong, and you might think I just sound stupid and crazy, but I literally believe that. Um, I mean, we all know obesity in America is an issue, and those are just like a couple of ways that the media affects people to eat unhealthy in the way that we naturally think of eating unhealthy. Like, fast food and junk food makes you fat. But that's not the only consideration of unhealthy eating. Today, I really want to focus on how the media, specifically social media, also affects you to eat in an unhealthy way, in a way that is bad for you because you're not getting proper nutrition in opposed to eating junk food. So I know that was like a little wordy and that was kind of a lot, but you're going to get what I'm saying really quickly. But yeah, not only does it negatively affect you physically, it negatively affects you mentally. We all know how insecure people can get from social media and, you know, looking at other people and being like, shit, I want to be skinny. Being skinny is quote unquote in and You know, you see all that stuff on Instagram and on other social medias, and it makes you want to be skinny, and a lot of that stuff leads to eating disorders and other mental health disorders, and I could do an entire podcast on that alone, but that's not my specific focus today. My focus today 
is the promoted dieting that we see all over social media. Okay, social media is filled with fad diets that overall, they're just not good for your health in the long run. So a fad diet is a diet that it's not sustainable for your normal lifestyle. You could do it for a week and, you know, you can do it to like lose some quick weight, but that's about it. It's not something that you can keep up with. And once you do that fad diet, you'll lose weight and you'll love it, but you'll gain all that weight back because you can't keep up with it, okay? So there are people all over social media promoting and selling, these influencers are selling these fad diets that just won't work, okay? Keeping up with a fad diet for too long often is just gonna lead to food deprivation And it can literally make you ill and worse off than you were before, okay? Many health influencers, they don't know about proper nutrition. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're influencers who got famous for being pretty and because, yeah, they can post pictures with their smoothie and post pictures with them eating healthy foods. Like, yeah, I have an Instagram account for my food and what I eat, but I'm not telling people that they should eat like that. And if they eat like that, they're going to lose weight and be skinny. No, I'm not a nutritionist. I don't know what I'm talking about. If you want to go on a legit diet, talk to a professional. Don't Follow an influencer or someone on Instagram who's claiming that they know about eating healthy because that's just not the truth. Every person's diet needs to be different. That's why you need to find your own nutritionist and get your own personalized diet. We're all different. What I eat in the way my body looks, if you eat that same way, it's not all of a sudden going to make you look like that too. And I don't think people like fully grasp this. Like, yeah, we all know fresh foods are healthy, processed foods are unhealthy, but there's just so much more to it. And that's why you need to seek a professional if you actually want to go on a diet. But yeah, so many people see these skinny and pretty health influencers and they want to look like them. So they're like, all right, I'm going to try and eat the same way they do. But guess what? It doesn't work. Uh, These influencers most likely look like that because of genetics. You know, some people are just born and they're long and they're thin and they're skinny. They're just built like that, okay? Or they edit their photos. Instagram is fake. Everyone edits their photos. Or they've had plastic surgery. Everyone gets plastic surgery these days. Or all three of those, okay? You just can't believe what you see in the media these days. Some health influencers also lie about how rigorous their diet is. They're not eating like that 24-7, okay? They just want people to think that they do so they get taken more seriously and they gain more followers and people buy more of their stuff and buy more of their meal plans. No one actually eats perfectly healthy 24-7. I mean, maybe a couple people do, but not as many people as you think. I like to consider myself a very healthy eater. I take this stuff so importantly. I love eating fresh foods. But do I muck pizza and pasta and eat good things to satisfy myself that are yummy? Yes, of course I do. You just have to find the right balance. You can't eat perfectly healthy all the time. Oh, sorry, I'm getting like raged up right now. All right, so please try and listen close to this next part. It is so important and It should honestly scare everyone a little bit and it should open your eyes. This is the media case study that I mentioned earlier. Now, I have to mention this. Um, I don't want to seem like a hypocrite because like I said before, I have a food Instagram. But my food Instagram is just because I like to share and post the good ass shit that I make. 
and it's reasonable for college students to make because it's not super hard and it's not super expensive and it's good as fuck and it's generally pretty good for you I'm not trying to like promote like saying people should eat this way you know I just like to share what I make okay moving on so in one of my media classes that I have here and I absolutely love. It is just so fascinating. I learn so much good stuff every single week. Last week, we were split into groups, and everyone was given a different article, um, a case study article, and it was kind of like a flop, like a negative media influencer type thing, okay? So the one that my group was given, it was about an influencer who was a quote-unquote Instagram and YouTube star. And basically, she was a huge and dangerous scam to the media, okay? So I'm not exactly sure how many followers this girl has or had or anything. I never even heard about her before I read this article in class, okay? But in the article that I will attach so you guys can access it yourself... They call her a professional influencer. But basically, her name was Yovana Mendoza Ayres. 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 A-Y-R-E-S, okay? Uh, she's 29, or was 29 when the article was written. Maybe you've heard of her before. So basically, she was heavily promoting a raw vegan diet on her social media accounts. So being a vegan means that you don't eat anything that comes from animals. So it's different from a vegetarian. Vegetarians don't eat meat. Vegans also don't eat things like eggs or cheese, anything that was processed by an animal or came from an animal, okay? But a raw vegan means that they don't eat anything cooked. Like you're just only eating raw, uncooked food basically okay so many people say claim that she was not truly promoting her vegan eating for environmental reasons um a lot of people were you know speculating that she was promoting veganism for health reasons or at least that's the way she came across on her social media now you might not know this but being a true vegan really comes from one's, you know, desire and want to protect the environment and help the environment, not one's need to be healthy. Um, Being vegan really should be a lifestyle and not a diet. Like, that's what true veganism comes from. Obviously, the two do tie hand in hand, but veganism originated as a lifestyle and not a diet, okay? Just keep that in mind. For example, um, one of my good friends from home, she is total environmentalist. She loves the earth. She wants to save the earth. And she mostly eats vegan, you know, most of the time. But every once in a while, she cheats it, which is okay because she doesn't promote it to other people that they have to be vegans as well and that if they're not vegans, they're bad. And she does it out of her love for the environment, not because she's trying to diet herself. And she just, you know what, like I said, cheats it. Every once in a while, she might have something with meat in it or with products of animal. You get what I'm saying. I'm just trying to give you an example here. So I, I know that many people who don't really know about veganism, they think that being a vegan is just some like healthy fruits and vegetable diet that will get you skinny 
but they're not really aware of the dangers of it because it can be really dangerous if you're not being careful and getting the proper proteins and nutrients. Being a vegan, you have to be careful and make sure you're eating the proper things that give you the same proteins that you are no longer getting from the animal products that you are lacking in your diet, okay? Anyway, back to the case story about this influencer. One day, this girl went to Bali and another YouTuber caught her eating fish on camera and, you know, they posted it and it got out there. Obviously, fish is not vegan. And her platform kind of came crashing down because a lot of people were pissed that she was a fake and she was lying about being vegan. So a lot of her followers, these fellow vegans, were really upset that she was just claiming to be vegan because she was clearly just doing it to keep up her reputation, not because she actually cared about the environment, which is very upsetting to these people. So I don't blame them for being upset with her and unfollowing her and being pissed. And of course her platform is going to be crashing down if you have a huge platform based off of something that's a lie. You done, kid. And she's not the only person who has done this. There have been other people who fake being a vegan just for clout, I, I, I don't know, reputation, whatever. So this girl at that time was even selling vegan detox meal plans for $50 to people and she was promoting them and she wasn't even like currently following it. But wait. This, this gets so much worse, okay? So eventually this girl, you know, she broke down and she posted an apology video explaining everything and how she misled her fans and just wait for it. Listen how fucked up this is. In this apology video, she talks about how the vegan lifestyle diet and weight loss that she was selling and promoting to her thousands and thousands of followers and that she was also following herself was actually making her sick over the years which was why she eventually stopped and she tried to hide it and she was caught eating the fish so this girl shared that her doctors urged her to eat more food eat more protein, and break this raw vegan diet because she was so unhealthy. Okay, so let's, let's get this straight. Let's lay down the facts. This girl was selling a diet that she knew would make people sick and she knew was not sustainable, but she did it anyway. If that doesn't show you how fucked up influences are, I don't know how well. Let me keep going. So she explains some of the things that were happening to her while she was eating on this diet. Her health got better and it got worse multiple times. You know, it kind of just fluctuated. One thing that happened to her was she stopped getting her period, which is not a normal thing for women. Women should never stop getting their period. That means your hormones are messed up. And the doctors warned her multiple times and told her your hormones are out of whack. She also explained that she was basically anemic and her thyroid levels were very low. She even developed a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's called SIBO, S-I-B-O. And it's an amount of excessive bacteria in the small intestine 
that can cause malnourishment. She also mentions that was the moment that she decided to start eating things like eggs and fish and putting them in her diet because her health was deteriorating so much that she was told that it was going to affect her ability to have children later in life. And she also claims that she wants to go back to a full vegan diet and she did apologize a lot for what she did, claiming that things really got to her head and that she was under a lot of pressure and whatnot. And she also mentions how a full plant-based diet is not what made her sick. It was the specific diet that she was following and selling. Now, I'm not sharing this with you guys to say that eating vegan is unhealthy and it's bad for you. Obviously, you can live a sustainable life being a vegan. If you're a vegan, good for you. I'm happy that you're here to help the environment. I love the environment. I'm an environmentalist. I couldn't be a vegan, but you do you. Just be mindful that you were getting proper nutrients and proper proteins, okay? Eat your beans, vegans. Eat your beans. Anyway, I'm sharing this with you to open your mind about how fake influencers are. This girl was so caught up with her fame and her followers and making money in the media that she was okay with selling a diet to people that she literally knew would make them sick because it was happening to her. That is so unbelievably selfish and fucked up. And it makes me question literally every influencer in the media. So anyone who thinks that famous people and influencers actually care about their fans and their followers and they're like, oh my God, love my fans, love my followers. Chances are they don't. They just care about themselves and they care about their money and they care about their fame, okay? Especially the fact that this girl was an influencer for something like health. Something that is supposed to be a very personal thing. Like someone who's influencing and promoting something for health should have a care for other people and other people's healths. It's not like she was a clothing promoter or a makeup promoter. Like why would they care about someone's health? But you expect someone who's a health influencer to care about your health. But no, no, not the case. And I mean, a part of me feels bad for this girl because clearly she had an eating disorder. And I've talked about this on a podcast before. I struggled with an eating disorder too. And they're awful. It, it's not easy. It's, it's absolutely awful. And it controls and it ruins your life when you have an eating disorder. So I feel bad for her for that. But I would never, ever in a million years want to let someone else fall down the same road with an eating disorder. Like, I care so much about that. It's so, it's very personal to me. It hits home. And like, when I notice people like, okay, like they're clearly showing some eating disorder signs, I am the first person to be worried about it because I know how horrible it is and I don't want anyone else to have to deal with that. And the fact that this girl was okay with letting her thousands of followers believe that they're eating healthy, knowing that they could possibly go down the same road as her, is literally sickening. This story is a perfect example of how messed up people in the media are, especially influencers. 
Like, who put some of these people in front of a camera? I, I don't get it. I don't think I will ever be able to get over this story. Um, like I said, I have never heard of this girl until I read this case study. And I don't think that I would ever be able to trust her again. Um, good luck to her. I don't really know how she's going to gain back, like, the same following as she did before. But if I was one of her followers and I found out that happened, there would be no way I would ever listen to this bitch again. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. I really hope that I shared something informational and something that just, you know, opened your eyes a little bit because that's just one story one story about an influencer that i didn't even know that you guys probably don't even know think about all of the ones you do know and what they're hiding and how much they really only care about themselves and their career and not actually influencing people like they're called influencers because they're supposed to influence people in a good way. But I think most of them are just influencing people in a negative way. Honestly, if we really get down to it. That is it for this week's episode of Cat Calls. I will be back soon. So I realize I haven't really been posting on like a normal weekly or bi-weekly schedule. Sometimes I do every other week. Sometimes I do every week. But I try and have my episodes uploaded on Monday night, which I have been doing pretty good with that so far. Um, They actually won't be available on directories like Spotify and Apple Music until Tuesday because it takes 24 hours to upload. But if you're such a huge fan that you need to listen to it on Monday nights, head to my Catcalls website on Buzzsprout. You can listen to it right there. Um, But... Yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Everyone be safe. Everyone be healthy. Everyone be happy. Everyone live your life the way you want to and don't care about what other people think and don't watch other people's lives and try to live your life like them. Live it your own way, okay? I love you guys. I love all people and I want to spread positivity and happiness and I want to educate people as much as I can. I just want to help the world in my own way. All right, I'm going off right now. (laughs) Peace out, babies.